so long to read this book but i'm not one for trends so i have to wait for them to pass before i get on a trend and i thought kaylee was gonna yell at me very i thought she was gonna come like to nashville and slap me across the face if i didn't read this book because she talks about so much and she loves this book and then i was like damn i gotta read this now i read the song of achilles i know i am only two and a half years late to this trend if that when did this book come out this book came out copyright 2012 that doesn't sound right dude song of achilles came out in 2011 oh, so we were all late to this trend this didn't really get picked well at least everyone in barnes and noble started well everyone book talks started talking about it in like 2019 2020 okay so we were all late to the trend i was just later than everyone else but I finally read the Song of Achilles. The reason why it took me so long to read is I, I'm a huge fan of the Iliad. It's one of my favorites ever. Words cannot describe how much I love it. I have written parodies for novels of the opening lines. I have, I, I've read it. I've annotated it. I absolutely love it. Achilles is my favorite of all the Greek gods. He just is. And I find it very funny that um, I almost had my Achilles tendon snapped on me one time. Yes, and I think that should be a warning for my anger issues in the future, but it wasn't. I did not learn my lesson. I was at first base one day, and a girl got mad that she got out, and she stomped, and she had metal cleats on. And getting cleated hurts when someone stomps on your Achilles, well, on the back of your foot, with metal cleats. As your foot is extended for you to reach out to catch the ball, it hurts even more. I had a scar. It's it's really faint now, but if I if I, um, like you know when like you get either really hot or really cold, um, if you have paler skin, you get red marks. Yeah, it kind of shows there. It, it's healed. Luckily, I did not snap. It was more like a, a flesh wound, but yeah, it was there. And I always thought that was very interesting. That Achilles was my favorite, and that happened. And I think that maybe should have been foreshadowing for me to maybe control my anger issues. But it's been years since then and i still have not controlled my anger issues so take that achilles hopefully i will not have the same fate as you i also was very late i, I was very late to all the book talks except red white and royal blue i remember reading that book when it first came out i do i remember it, it was on the barnes and noble new releases i was getting a new book so i was going to texas i read it in a day going there i was ahead of that tiktok trend and i was behind all the other book talk ones because i have so I've not read Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. That's actually sitting on my bookshelf right now. What other ones have what other ones have I not read? A lot of them. A lot of them. But I read Secret History before it became a trend, and I read Red Volume Blue before it was a royal trend, so I am two for like five hundred. I have not read any of the other books that really have gone viral on TikTok except for the classic literature. And I have no shame in that i am not we're going to talk about how i think that backfired on me for this book but first did i like the song of achilles yes i did is it better than the original dear god no because i'm sorry it's kind of like one of those things like a movie's never as good as the book unless you're lemonade mouth where that book sucked 
It was horrendous. It was even worse than the movie. I loved that movie when I was a kid. Now I look back and look, it's really cheesy, stupid. Book was even worse. So again, movies never better than book, and I think remakes are never as good as the original. I'm sorry, just the original was just beautiful. It was, and the history and the effect that has had on the Western world and the Western literary canon, actually just the literary canon in general, is unmatched. And kind of like saying, can the um, a new version of the Odyssey replace it? No, I'm sorry, it's not. As a retelling, I think it's very strong. I do like it. If you want half stars, I give it four out of five stars. The Song of Achilles, I really liked it. I thought it was easy to read. I also really liked the line, um, like he never once slurred my words, and, uh, his my name or something. He never once slurred my name. I really liked that because I actually, um, my character Mads. I am writing a novel about him. I write about him a lot on my Instagram, and I'm writing a book about him now and i used that line before i read the song of achilles and before i'm not gonna lie i was not very active on book talk for a very long time and i've had that line written for almost a year and a half now so please madeline miller do not come after me i have it dated is before i even had a tiktok i wrote that so I really liked that line. That line stuck out to me. And then um, Kaylee was telling me about the scene where he's, um, where Patrocle, uh, I think it was Achilles said it, that they've taken enough from him that they shouldn't take Patroclus away from him and they slept in the tent together. I mean, like, if you, if you definitely did not think Achilles and Patroclus were lovers, after reading this, you definitely think they are. I think there's an argument made for both. I, I'm not on they they were relationship or they were just close friends. I um, never really got much into that argument. I think there definitely is a bond that is between them that is deeper. And I think whether it's a love of friendship or companionship or love in a romantic way, you cannot deny that uh, Patroclus and Achilles deeply cared for one another and they were willing to do whatever it took to have each other in their lives. I think that is beautiful, just whether you see that as a romantic way or if you took in the friendship way. I know that's been a big debate. A lot of people say, well, they Achilles wanted their ashes mixed together. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, that's does. I don't know what it was like in the Greeks back then, but that's definitely giving uh, relationship vibes. Um, but I mean, we're not here to get into that topic. I mean, everyone has their own opinion on that. Um, Madeline Miller definitely took it in the way that they were romantically involved with not with one another, and I think both sides do have points. I think both sides have an argument. Do I really have an opinion on it? No. Is that probably gonna get me canceled? One hundred percent. Do I care? Not at all. Because it was just not something I ever really thought about. I'm not gonna lie. I never read it and was like damn they're dating or damn they're good friends i was just like damn they care about each other whatever their relationship is i definitely do like it was a good retelling it's fast paced it kept me entertained um i found it very slow at the beginning but i think definitely once um it, it took me a while to get into it i think mainly and i'll talk about why i think it took me so long to get into it 
when I tell you the last 100 pages I think I read in like a half an hour, the last 100 pages I think I read in a half an hour, I could not put down like the last 100 pages. And I think that definitely was the same I think for the Iliad. I think the Iliad is very slow to get start off in like most books are. And then all of a sudden just something happens, you just go straight into it. I definitely, in both books, the moment Patroclus decides to pretend to be Achilles in both books, that's when I really picked up and could not put it back down. So I think that is something that they both have in common. I did like it. I do recommend reading it, especially if you are not into classic literature or especially into epic poems because, I mean, the Iliad is extremely hard to read and I don't say that to toot my own horn I struggle with it I miss a lot I have watched lectures on it I have I took um a Greek history class and had a profession like a professional like translator teach the book to me I mean she spoke Greek she spoke like ancient Greek like she had studied this her entire life and she studied all of Greek history and so I mean and even then I still read them so what does that mean Luckily, mine has a lot of footnotes. I love a good footnote when reading the Iliad. I actually sent it to a friend, my copy of the Iliad. I hope he's enjoying it. I love, I love when people like books that I recommend for them. I do. And so I definitely think if you are not up to reading the Iliad, I think this is an okay substitute she did take some liberties with them like i mean their ages have been changed some other details have been changed they skip over a lot of things i mean a lot of the greek culture and rituals were brushed over but that was not the point of this book i definitely think like the iliad you study because it was a reflection on what the greeks believed i mean Apollo was a pretty much a main character in the Iliad and he's only briefly mentioned here I mean he is the one that throws Patroclus from the not throw he's the one that kind of murders Patroclus but you in the actual Iliad there are entire books and it just goes on about Apollo non-stop because he was one of the main reasons why so many people were dying during Troy I think it's a, the Iliad covers so much. It covers the war, the gods, the relationship between Achilles and Patroclus, Agamemnon, Helen, Paris, the different cultures of the Trojans, the different cultures of the Greeks. It sets up um, Odysseus because then he goes on his odyssey home because whether you think the Iliad is the prequel to the Odyssey or the Odyssey is the sequel to the Iliad, apparently people really get like upset in like the classics department of like ancient like Greek studies. Apparently they it's a big tussle on what came first. I always thought the Iliad came first because it sets up everything in the Odyssey. But I'm not a professional, so I'm like that. I think if you want, I think whether you read the Iliad or whether you, or whether you read the Song of Achilles, I think there's benefits of reading both. I do think they are. The Iliad is going to drag on because it's it it's long. It's it's a lot. Like the, I can't think of any other word. It's just a lot. 
That is how I would describe the Iliad. Just like the Odyssey, it's a lot. Why do you think my episode of the Odyssey was only 13 minutes? I focused on one hyperfixation I had about because you can't just like, if there's, you could take whole college courses on it and still not cover everything the Iliad and the Odyssey had covered. But that, so, so many things are coming to the Iliad. The Song of Achilles focuses primarily on the relationship between Patroclus and Achilles. And whether it is accurate to the actual Iliad or not, it's up to debate on how much artistic liberties you feel retellings are allowed to have. Some have a lot. Some people think you should be very accurate with it. Again, we're not into that debate because that is tit for tat. Everyone has a different opinion on that. To me, I did not come in reading the Song of Achilles to be like, this is going to be an accurate retelling because I, I, I don't think you accurately retell the Iliad because of translations and differences in culture and just, it's very hard. The Song of Achilles focuses solely on the relationship between Patroclus and Achilles. Everything that's happening around them is is back. Is kind of background noise. The Iliad is a war book. The Song of Achilles is a romance book with a war happening. I think that's the main difference between them. I think that's probably why many people were more drawn to the Song of Achilles because it's easier to read. It has modern language we understand. It's much easier to digest. And I'm not saying that to knock it, I'm saying it that it's actually a compliment that she took such a complicated book like the Iliad and made it very entertaining, very fast paced, and made it digestible and easy to understand. I mean, you could read through this and understand the Greek cultures, what the meaning of all this stuff was, who all the people were, and not have to like read all these boring ass essays before doing it. I think that that takes a lot, but I think she's written a bunch of them. Didn't she also do like Circe's or something? So it seems like retelling of Greek mythology seems to be her thing. I don't know a lot about her. I'm sorry, guys. I really don't. And I feel like all the Madeline Miller stands are going to like attack me in my sleep. But yeah, I, I, I think my main problem with it is what we're going to get into right now. The Song of Achilles really blew up on TikTok, I think 2019, 2020. And it has been nearly three years of everyone shoving, I'm sorry, the same 10 books down your throat. You can't disagree with, you, like, you know what I mean. The Song of Achilles, this, all right, let, let's, let's think of the books that, just general book talk, general book talk. I mean, if you get like The Dark Academia, it's The Pillars. Dead Poet Society, If We Were Villains, The Secret History. Those are like the three pillars. When you get to general book talk, you got Six of Crows, Song of Achilles, Shadow and Bones, Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, A Little Life. Crap, what were the other ones? Um, oh, The Court of Roses and Thorns. Like you know, you know, you know what book. If you were on Book Talk or BookTube or Bookstagram, you know the books I'm talking about. And when I tell you it's been three years of me hearing that Song of Achilles is a five-star book, a 10 out of 10 book, I had very high expectations of it. And I think I've psyched myself out. And that's 100% on me. 
not on Marilyn Miller, not on the book talk or book two people. I think also between my love of the Iliad, Achilles being my favorite of all the Greek gods or demigods or just the Greek canon and hearing nonstop raving reviews about it for three years before I picked it up, I think really, no pun intended, I shot myself in the foot. And I think this kind of brings us onto the topic of what is BookTok, BookTube, and Bookstagram? Are they a cult? Are we all part of a cult? I think we are. Not a cult that's going to make us all drink Kool-Aid and shoot ourselves, but a cult. Because if you know this, it seems like BookTok and BookTube, a lot of people think the same thing when it comes to books. It's very rare. I really see like, and maybe that's just the way my algorithm is because I know algorithms are different. But to me, it seems like people are recommending the same books and having the same opinions on them. And it seems like BookTok is, especially BookTok, very hostile towards one another. I, like, I'm not really into the drama, but it's not like, be like, oh, like, what's going on on BookTok? And like, you know that meme of like someone walking in the door with like a pizza box, and, like everything's on fire? I don't know what TV show that's from, but I think you know what meme I'm talking about. That is what I feel like BookTok is. And then BookTube, I think we're all just simping over Dakota Warren on, on a, actually on all BookTube talk and Instagram. And Instagram, I think we're all just simping for Dakota. I really want to read her book. I do. I want to buy it. I really do. It's been on my list to read. I'm like, I just got to buy the bullet. I so want to read that book so badly. There are pros and cons to book talk and booktube and bookstagram. I think the main pro is during a time when we were all very isolated and reading is a very isolated activity on in general and having a very isolated activity being your number one favorite hobby during a time when we were very isolated during the pandemic. BookTok and BookTube and Bookstagram allowed us to have a community. I mean, the amount of book Instagrams and book TikToks I followed and that they have just skyrocketed during the um, pandemic. I mean, people I can think of. Um, R.C. Walden, who we talked about, who started a lot with like books and philosophy, but I, I still kind of, he's kind of varied a lot, but I mean, I've just watched his account blow up. Jack Edwards, to the point he started a second channel, Jack in the Books, Dakota Warren, um, Uncarly, the Daily Leo, like so many of them I can think of. Emmy Reads, Caroline Marie Reads, so many of them that I've literally just been watching during the pandemic and just growing. And I think it has created a community of people, which is nice. I think that's what we needed. And it also has introduced me to many books. And many books, I mean, my TBR list is just growing. But I think the con is the same thing. We are talking about the same books over and over and over again. And it seems everyone can make or break a book. I really, I really think, I really think BookTok and BookTube and Bookstagram can make or break a book to the point it is petrifying the idea of possibly releasing a book and promoting it on one of those things because you know one bad review goes viral and you're done. I, I think people think I'm being overdramatic. I'm not. Literally sometimes it only takes one bad review and if that goes viral, you can have a thousand good reviews but if that one bad review goes viral, that's what everyone remembers you as. I think 
BookTok and BookTube and Bookstagram have a great foundation. It's a group of people getting together to talk about books that they love or share writings that they love. But I think that's also the con of it. And I feel like I'm contradicting myself because I, I love, I scroll through that hashtag book talk so much. And I write down books. But recently I've been noticing it's the same books over and over and over again. And I feel like it's the same reviews over and over and over again. And I think that is, is causing this vacuum effect of people setting expectations so high because of all this that people that are late to the trend like I truly 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 believe if I read Song of Achilles in 2020 when it was starting on the rise it would have been a 5 out of 5 for me I 100% without a doubt believe that but I think because I've sat on this book for almost 3 years while everyone was hyping it up and I didn't my expectations were extremely high so now I'm very nervous to read the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo or A Little Life or all these other things because I'm like, have I created such an expectation for it because book talk or these people I follow on book YouTube or any other social media have talked so highly of this book, am I going to ruin it for myself? And, and think about it. have you ever had that or you've seen a movie or a song that people have just hyped up so much and you have this expectation and like you do, listen to or you read or you watch and you're like oh that's it don't mind i know you have i'm actually reading six of crows now i am i've had it sitting on my bookshelf for a while i got it when it was on the rise on book talk and just didn't read it because i'm really not a fantasy fan i really don't like fantasy it's just not something i was ever into but one of my friends like, Emma, you have to read this for Kaz Brecker. And at the point of recording this, it's the book I read on the treadmill. And I'm about 200 and something odd pages into it. Actually, after recording this, I'm about to go walk on the treadmill after lifting and read more. 100% Kaz is the only reason why I'm reading that book. And I have no shame. I do not. But we'll talk about that another time. Because he's my new hyperfixation. I'm thinking of he. He is all my TikTok. For you page now is just Kaz Brecker and Freddie Carter and that's not a bad thing that's a beautiful thing it is a beautiful beautiful thing but I think that is where book talk caves in on itself especially book talk I mean the influence that has had on the publishing especially the self-publishing just I don't think anyone expected TikTok to have the influence it does especially in the publishing industry it has made their book it has made independent books and independent public books get picked up by penguin it, it like movies have made like it is i solely believe a lot of these books would not reach the levels they are if it wasn't for book talk and that's wonderful i have nothing against these authors because honestly pray to god i have that same luck one day that when i release a book it goes viral for all the good reasons and people buy it but i do think we become what our worst fears are and i think I mean, everyone says how, like, oh, we don't like trends. But I think book talk is one big trend, and I know it can't possibly keep going and sustaining itself. Everything, everything caves in on itself. I think book talk is a ticking time bomb. I'm not going to lie. I wish it wasn't, but I truly believe it is a ticking time bomb, and I hope it proves me wrong. But I think 
something is going to come around that really rocks rocks it to its core whether it's a new book or it's beef between them because I'm not gonna lie I kind of love when book talk people beef with each other I'm not I I really I really do I love watching drama from the outside so I love where I scroll through the comments love it I love it but yeah I think TikTok has changed the game when it comes to sharing reviewing and promoting books it is all just I mean Usually people, to have someone talk about their book, it had to be a sponsorship or they had to send you a book. Like, that's how book reviews used to be. You would send a copy of your book for free. And sometimes you even have to pay for it. Book talk is the definition, or book Instagram or whatever, it is the definition of free advertisement. Think about it. Even, like, video games with Twitch, that is free advertisement. I mean these authors and I think that is why I think that's what bothers me the most about why I get so frustrated seeing the same books over and over and over again and I'm not again because I don't want people putting words in my mouth saying oh I don't think these authors deserve it these authors deserve rewards for their hard work but with the power that these especially the book reviewers on BookTok have you could be bringing so much more books into the spotlight and we're not and I think maybe even I'm at fault for that. Maybe I should go find some more indie books. I like to think I talk about books I don't see often on podcasts being reviewed. Because, again, I read a lot of the classics. And I like to think I don't. But I know, like, I, maybe I need to go find some indie unheard of books. And I think it pains me because there's so many good books out there. And there's so many authors I wish had more. And we're kind of doing the same ten authors I wish we weren't. So do I think book talk is a cult? Yes. But do I also think it's a good thing? Yes. Again, like with everything, positives and negatives. But I think what I have learned and what I think a lot of people need to learn is A, book talk is not the end all be all. Your opinions don't need to match them. And always make sure you ground your opinions and you ground your expectations. Do not do what I do and had such high expectations that that's what ruined the book for you. And that's kind of a good point to end that on. I mean... I'm still going to be checking in on that hashtag book talk oh, every single night. I love it. I really do. I love writers of TikTok or girls that I read on TikTok. I love those. I really do. It's how I end my night. It's nice and relaxing. But do I recommend you read The Song of Achilles? Yes. Do I recommend you read The Iliad more than The Song of Achilles? Yes. I still think that The Iliad has stood the test of time for a reason. And who knows? Maybe The Song of Achilles will stand the test of time for, I mean, we have a long time to see if it will stand the test of time. Do I think it, it will? Yes, I do not see this being a niche kind of thing. I mean, it has cemented itself in pop culture. I'm very surprised there has not been talks of a movie. I'm sure there will be. I don't see what, how you could not make a movie about this. I think it'd be very interesting. I, I would go see it. Tell me what you think. What are your opinions on BookTok or BookTube or whatever it is? What is your favorite book that's trending right now on TikTok? And have you had the same experience as I have where your expectations were not met because you've heard so many good reviews and you've hyped it up so much? Let me know. Always looking forward to that. Thanks again for always stopping by. Next week, we're going to talk about The Possessed by Dostoevsky. And like I've always said in the past couple episodes, when previewing things, 
It's also called the demons and the devils. So the demons, the devils, the possessed, if you have one of those three, it's the same book. We're going to be talking about it. And then we are going to be wrapping it up with Ozymandias, which is a poem by Percy Shelley. It's my favorite poem. Looking forward to that. And thank you for stopping by. I'm really looking forward to the rest of the books we're going to be reading. A lot of fun things. Lots of things in the works. It's, it's going to be a good time. I'm really looking forward to the end of the season. I was just, just actually just talking to my roommate about maybe adding another episode. Because she told me she said, we got to read this series. She was just a shitty book series. It's horrible. We need to do it. I was like, only if you're on it. So who knows? We need to go hype up my roommate so she'll come on the show with us. But again, thank you for stopping by. Again, if you have any recommendations, please never hesitate to reach out to me. I'm always looking for new things. And as always, this has been the notes from the library.